Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. New years come and go. Is there meaning to it all? How can I take control? Is it about losing control? I need to explore. I need a new me. I'm called to more than to just float in my space. I want to have fun and breathe the passion I was created for. The people, rhythm, the work, family, the rest, my dreams. I feel power bubbling from within. The strength comes from outside of my ability. This is the moment where I'll be still and let God's will take control and create space. Create space 2018. I thought we'd be flying, um, but we're not. We're still driving. Anyone old enough to actually 2018? Doesn't that sound crazy? 2018. So I go, it's 2018. What? 1999 happened. We thought the world was ending. You know, I thought Prince's song was just it. It was done. We're done. Prince, you know, Prince and Prince Jesus, that's all we're going to see. It's over. But it, it, it continued. And here we are, 2018. Someone said it best when they said, uh, Craig Rochelle says this, we overestimate what we can do in the short term, but we underestimate what we could do in the long term. And so I think even for us, we probably overestimate what we can get done right now. The goals, it's like the Stephen Curry video. Oh, I'm going to change the world and then pizza next day. Nobody? And, and then we need a Stephen Curry in our life to make our life better like Britta and to assess and think about, to really launch into 2018. Because I, I would dare to venture that every person in this room wants to accomplish something very significant. And I was like, okay, if the, here's the line. Who wants to be a nobody? Who wants to do everything? You know, we're all over here. And then we get there and we're like, oh, there's work? Man, you know, it's just like so mad. But we sign up for the belief. This is why we get in business ventures, all types of things. We get goals, we get excited. And that excitement can be beautiful, but very damning if you associate it with your view of Jesus alone. So as we launch into this year, I hope that it's not one of just ambition alone or just achievement alone, but it's something that we stop and we say, wait, 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 wait. Why are we doing this? What's in my life? How do I create the rhythm that's natural? As you look at Genesis to describe a day that the Lord started with, everything was void, it was dark. And so a day is actually, in Genesis, when it starts right out in Genesis 1, a day is the night and then into the morning. So it's an interesting thought because I've heard people talk about that the way you go to bed is the way you wake up. And for some of us, we can relate to going to bed in survival mode. <laughs> you know, you just hit the pillow. Anything because the day was so hard. But we've started to do this exercise, and it's going to make us sound like phenomenal parents, but you'll realize who the real parent is uh, shortly. Is the, is the kids go around and say, what is their favorite part of the day? And what I've found is the kids are better at implementing it than me. I'm in bed, and they'll be like, Dad, who's got to do the favorite part thing? I'm like, yes, favorite part thing. Let's go, let's go. And then we get to Kingston. He's one of our, uh, the twins, and he's three. And he'll, 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 he says the same thing for the last month. 
go on stage with daddy. We, go on stage with daddy. It was like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. But that didn't happen today, Kingy. You know, so we talked to him, and we're trying to get him to understand what today is. You know, I was like, go to bed. And they're like, I want to pray. I want to pray. I want to pray. You know, which is a beautiful thing. Um, and then someone starts praying on the other side. You didn't say amen, and it's this fight, you know. And here we are going just, you know, it just, because the way I do believe, the reason we implemented that exercise, if you will, is because the way you end the day is the way you'll start it. And so, like, for us to begin the end of the year, how are we going to start it? Power achievement. I do believe that this year is prophetic. And here's what I mean. I think there's new power this year to erase all the hurts of everything that's happened. I think there's a reset button that God wants to do in our lives that when we start to see the city, he starts to not see potholes. He fills it with love. He starts to see places that have dead ends as he starts to see as a place of his new never-ending love. He starts to think differently. We think differently. We're not afraid of places because all places God has made is holy. We start to be alive in movies. I think there's so much power that's always been present. I just think we're going to start to receive it in a whole new way, a whole new level. Because as things get darker, right? And it, I don't know if you picked up on it, but things are, they get darker a little bit. Just get on the news real quick and you're praying. You're like, wait, is this news? Is it, what's happening here? And it's grabbing you and you start to get caught up in that, that space, you get caught up in their atmosphere, but God has a different atmosphere. It's clear. The air is better. Got to breathe. We just got, we picked up way too much junk along the way, residual damage along the way. And as we breathe into this new freedom, this new power, this new expression, I think we're going to achieve a lot of things. I think we're going to do more than we ever thought was possible. I think as we look back at, our, at the end of this year, we're like, how in the world did we accomplish all this? If we were to come up here and play some of the videos, if we could fast forward a year and play some of the videos and be like, let's watch what happened in December. It's like, what the Lord do? You know, it was like cheering, cheering, cheering. But I really think it's going to start with us being really aggressive in waiting, in pausing our life, resting, being still. This is what happens um, with Jesus. He's Raised from the dead, he's showing up with his followers. He's touching them, talking to them, affirming their doubts. See, even when he shows up with a doubting Thomas, if you think there's one thing you can't take to Jesus, don't be deceived, friend. He wants your darkest place. It's amazing. And he shows right up to doubting Thomas, and uh, he's like, here, come here, touch me. Because he customizes the strategy. And then he gives a game plan right here. We're going to read in Acts chapter 1. And he gives a game plan. And it's all about waiting to receive. So maybe you already feel the to-do list getting piled up, like thinking about everything that needs to happen. Maybe at the top of yours is take the kids to school and then go get a latte. It's, yeah, kids are in school, you know. It's like the parent song. It's the opposite version. Our kids are, you know, out for summer or whatever. We don't need no sleep. All that. Anybody. So here's where we're going to go in this series. And I want to say that because I want to be your tour guide today. I want to be your tour guide in a way that we're going to go explore different galaxies, but it's going to, we can't travel the galaxies unless we're not going to explore our own galaxy. We always want to talk about another man's land, but what about our land? As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. It's not your responsibility. It's ours. But yet, sometimes we want everyone else to make sure we serve the Lord. Man, look, God's, God's with you. He'll carry you. But everybody in this room... They're either encouragement, they're here to lift your arms, they're ointment for a second. 
They can be coaches. They can empower. But I'm telling you what, they will never replace Jesus. Jesus is the head. He's the one holding this thing together. So it's beautiful. You know, Brother Jorge was just saying how I was talking to him before I got on stage. And he was saying how he's just wrestling with one verse this whole week. It's like that Jesus would leave and that we could go to the Father boldly. And then we would have access in the name of Jesus to ask the Father anything. He's like, I want that in me. And he's just going, you know, I'm like, yeah, Jorge rocks, man. You know, you, you have that too, that same access, that same confidence that only comes from spending time with Jesus. So here's where we're going to go on the tour guide. First week, we're exploring space. Second week, we're going to create space. Third week, we're going to look at something that's super scary face-to-face with the darkest part of space. And you know what it is? Me. Face-to-face in the mirror with yourself, the inner space. And then we're going to talk about what does it mean to enjoy this space that God's given? And then lastly, how do we live it so it's not just a series, but it's real, that God is the master of our universe. He owns everything about our atmosphere, our life, and that all of our life would reflect God and they would reflect people. And so maybe you've already taken the bait that says, well, I might miss a week. Am I going to miss the, I might miss the whole thing? Don't be deceived, friend. Every week we'll stand alone and together they'll do something as well. So wherever you're at in this journey, come. If you miss a whole month, don't be, I hate when I see people and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I gotta get to church, I gotta get to church. I'm like, man, don't get to church. Like, it's all good. Like, I love you. Just come whenever you can. Like, you know, and then like, oh, okay, cool. I'll see you next week, you know. Don't be burdened with pressure today that God doesn't want you to carry. Amen? All right, we're gonna read Acts chapter one, verse one through 11. And we have Luke as our tour guide here. Luke is a physician. He's a doctor. And this is missed a little bit. I didn't always get this. Luke wasn't rolling with Jesus. He is writing about this, following it from a distance. And so here he is now saying, um, all right, I really, really want to record. I want to report. And I am not only want to articulate in a way that is natural, that people can fundamentally get systematically, but also report the supernatural, unexplainable awesomeness of God, that they're both present, that I want to tell a historical narrative of exactly what has been depicted, but I also want to inject just this this marvelous God that shows up over power and might over any of the principles of the earth. And so this is our tour guide as he's writing to us. And when you read Acts, a couple disclaimers. First is you could just read it for only one type of behavior characteristic. And so you could say, well, is there prayer? Let me just read it for prayer. What does God want me to do with prayer? Is it church planting? Well, there's a lot of church planting going on. Is it Holy Ghost tongue talking? You could read that a lot. It's in there too. It's amazing. Is it baptism? It's in there. But here's the real thing. It's a story of Jesus' people responding to the call to be his witnesses and waiting for their instruction and their power from high so that they can take this good news, this gospel message to the world. This is exciting. Yeah. 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 Thank you. There we go. It's okay. You can show character from stage and the crowd. Thanks, Raph. Other people are going to let it loose, too. They'll let it loose. They got some years in them. Yeah. In the first book, O Theophilus, here's a leader. I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up. 
after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs. So he's really trying to sear that it's real. Remember baby Jesus, Christmas Jesus, behold God's with us, resurrected Jesus, the Easter Jesus, woo! Now you have Jesus staying for a little bit. I think this gets lost. 40 days he's hanging out. He wants you to really understand. And, and because of their response, this is, we, we need to pay homage here. Because of what happened with these people, you and I can actually be saved today. The gospel continued because of their faithfulness, because of their response, because of their willingness to say, I'm going to start my new year with Jesus outright. And I'm not going to achieve this thing. Jesus gives them how it's going to take place. So appearing to them 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Wouldn't that be great to hear Jesus talking? Well, Jesus, he, he wanted to provide and leave something that is better in his opinion. Yeah, him being present was part of it, but he said, it's better that I leave that I give you the Holy Spirit. So where are you at with the Holy Spirit today? What about the power? And so you might think of Holy Spirit, you might think as we're about to read this, you might think, okay, that one weird friend who the Holy Spirit moves through that one way, whoa. And then you might think Holy Spirit over here who somebody says, man, we know the Holy Spirit and we talk about him and you're like, man, I just, it's like, like washed nails on a chalkboard, like, ah. But I think that the Holy Spirit might be present in both more than we think. And I think we have to let him uniquely customize the situation. Because as the Holy Spirit spoke through the people, everyone heard the gospel in their own language. So I think what was really taking place was Jesus was trying to give the Holy Spirit power so that it could be customized for Jews and Gentiles, both and inclusion. So people start hearing the good news, and I'm in now. Ooh, that's where the power took place. Sometimes that's signs, sometimes that's wonders, sometimes that's the words of knowledge. And so what that means is you need to quit thinking about the Holy Spirit as that person. You need to think of the Holy Spirit as you here present today, Jesus gave for you. What's he uniquely want to speak to you? What's that power on display look like for you? Because you need that identity. You have to have that identity. Because if not, you'll start to believe a lie that somebody else will speak for you. That could be their call, but not your call. So this is so important. We can't miss this, friends. And while staying with them, he ordered them to not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit now many days from now. Not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him. This is so neat. This will probably be us. All right, Jesus, we're in. We still want to know, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? When does it end? When are we the heroes again? Do the stuff. And as it continues, he said to them, it is not for you to know, little buddy. Times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you, here's what we need to focus on. Too often we want to focus on the result. God, show me the result. Show me the ending. Show me what happens. Man, if he showed us the ending a lot of times and all the pain that we had to go through, we'd probably give up. He just kind of sometimes shows us the next step. And here was their next step. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be, job description, my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, as you think about that, this is way before theories of flat earth round earth. 
woke. Jesus is telling them one step at a time. Lansing, Leslie, Michigan, Texas, Argentina, China. How did we get here? The gospel. Right now, this message is present. It's one body, y'all. It's been happening. Right now, there's people gathering all across the world celebrating the name of Jesus Christ, being reminded in this new life that we have and how beautiful and powerful it is. And, and here's what's on display here is a, a group of people that have been told by Jesus, look, I'm going to do it. And we're going to do it together through the Holy Spirit so that you can witness not just the power, but, but that you can tell people so they can experience the power as well. And again, those two lines, who wants to do something significant? If we talked about who wants the power line, Everyone's in that line. But really, the power line was so that you could get through, and now you want to show the world, tell the world, tell me where I go. To Jesus, he's awesome. That was the purpose of the Holy Spirit going down. And when he had said these things and they were looking on, he lifted up, and a, cloak, a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven. Other translations say sky. So it's literal, like looking up. It's like, oh, Jesus, where'd he go? Is he coming back? This is crazy. The Holy Spirit, what's happening? You know, right? What's happening? This faith walk thing, we want to, well, what's going to happen? My year, what, when do I, wait. And I think the two men are coming by us and standing. What are you looking up for? Jesus, who was taken up into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. It's almost as if he's saying, the lion's share of your focus needs to be on what he told you because he'll take care of the end thing. He'll take care of how he did it. But why don't you focus on what he said? Now he's, they probably way more nice than that. But I, I think through, you know, still Bobby Knight coaching era, Get on the line, boy. And I'm like, yeah. Like, right? And so, and that's okay. Like, sprints are okay. And uh, now you do that, you, you, you catch a case. Um, he made me run. It's like, wow. Um, and so, what's happening, though, is this. Shifting their attention from, you're looking up, you're looking into your goals, you're looking into your setting. Wait, wait. I'm trying to get you to look at your space today, what's in it. So I want us to do the most aggressive thing this year. You know what the most aggressive thing we could ever do? Look at our own life, our own setting. What's in it? Ask tough questions. Why is the fridge arranged a certain way? I think our waiting looks a little bit different because as we get to this inner soul experience, uh, I don't even think today we could keep it. If Jesus just came today, I think for some of us, our lives are so busy, just so much trying to push through the atmosphere. It's like, oh, I've got, oh to do, wow, so busy, we can't even... Breathe. Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. Did you know an active position for a Christian, a Jesus follower, is to wait? That we start with rest. That's what the cross promised. And so as we go to bed, that's a, we're, God's given us a rest so that we can go dominate. So that we're in him, that type of new posture, that new heart. Well, maybe you're feeling like me. How? How do we do this? You got to get aggressive and first make time for it. You have to prioritize to do it. We used to like make a lot of money with this statement in um, copier sales. And the statement was, um, or the question, do you know how much you spend on printing supplies? 
Well, we could find out. Okay, okay, awesome. Do you know how much each page is costing you every time you print? No, I don't know. Do you have a way of knowing if your employees are printing out pictures and just taking them home? They do that. Well, that page is costing you anywhere from 50 cents to a dollar per sheet. And then have you ever went to the trash can and seen a bunch of pages printed out and thrown away? Somebody's feeling really, oh, man, that's me. You throw them away because and, and, you messed up? I said, have you ever felt seen that? Oh, yeah. Well, that costs money, too. What about if I could do this for you? We want to do a free study where we just want to take uh, an assessment, a snapshot of your life. We just want to look and discover What's going on with your printing needs? So we first we want to tell you how much it's costing, uh, how much it's costing per page, how much you're printing, and then a better way to do that so that you can have more productivity in your workforce. Because the phrase is this, you can't manage what you don't measure. We want to manage, right? We all want to do something. You got to measure it. You got to measure it. How do you measure it? You got to put priority to manage it. So here's how we do this. As your tour guide, we're not going to leave you alone for this. I believe that the Lord's been doing this in our team and even me personally um, for the last six weeks as I took a retreat. It was really hard, but I had to get aggressive and say, okay, I got to take a three-day retreat, get away, pause, and slow down time because we are going to travel the galaxies. We're going to do some crazy big things, but we got to start, and I have to start with my heart definitely positioned for the future of what God wants to do in me and in us. Because it's just, that's how it works. It's a flow in you. A healthy you makes a healthy family, right? So I think we got to slow down. We really got to be aggressive and explore and dare to believe, as JFK said, to put a man on the moon. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why, 35 years ago, fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills, because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Space. It's, here's the truth. It's way easier to just consume and take in life, right? Wide is the path that many follow. Easy is the way to travel on it. Eat, drink, and be merry, but it leads to death. That's why it never makes the pillow feel good at night. But difficult is the way, narrows the path. Few find it, few are on it, and its, it's, it's, it's terrain is really rough. And, but we're, on it, we're encouraged. But few find it, but it leads to life. This is the, the whole emphasis of what Jesus is always doing. And we think about the hard way. If we just count the cost of the, just the workload, we say, oh, I'm out. But if we remember who Jesus is and just behold him, when he leads us, we say, okay, where are you taking us? Because he's the one stopping, picking us up, and he starts to reframe our relationships, our galaxies. So when I'm thinking about space, it seems like every analogy makes me think of God. Think about universe, the vastness of God. Think about a uh, you know, space suit. Someone got me this this week, Kayla did. And you put on a space suit. If you don't keep it on, you die. 
you die in space, right? Well, if you don't keep God on, you're done. You're dead. And this may be, be funny, but like, here's the thing. It's one thing to, to like get the um, spacesuit thing down. Like, I'm in the spacesuit, y'all. Like, I got one. But it's another thing to actually sign up for the effort it takes to go to space. <laughs> right? It's easy to buy this thing. Well, I got it for free. But you know the workload it takes for those people? I think not only do they know how to do like every handstand known to mankind, but they can also, you know, put plant life on Mars or whatever. Matt Damon movie. Uh, like, I think that's happening, right? And this is stuff is real life. Disaster transport as a kid kind of piques my interest for space. And, 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 and as we're exploring ourselves, here's the, here's the, here's the brutal, brutal truth. It's very difficult, but it's so worth it if we remember that Jesus is the one who put us on this spaceship. And it's so awesome. And so it takes a lot of effort and energy to get the spaceship up off the ground. It's going to be grueling in your life to actually take inventory, to discover what's there. But friends, it's worth it. It is so worth it. Because in it, what you'll find is, why have we been cleaning the house? Even as petty as little, this, this actually can bring freedom for you. Why do we clean like this? This is just a better technique. It's called a Swiffer. You don't know. Why are we shopping like this? It's called Amazon Prime. Shipped. For us, we, we needed to sign up for shipped. Because taking the kids there was, it was either pay for a counselor or get shipped. That's it. That was as simple as the, um, that was it. It was just the cost analysis was counselor or shipped. Here's how we do this. I want to dare you to just take some blank paper when you go home. As you explore, maybe write down everything in your life. Don't try to solve it yet. I can already see people, okay, well, here's what I want to do. No, 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 no. The first part of the study is discover. Be honest. Is your home hospitable? What does it look like, feel like, smell like? Is that what you want? Maybe it is what you want. What are you trying to carry over? It's okay. And here's the crazy part. It doesn't mean that God loves you less. No, I actually think that this is going to allow us to get the power. Here's why. Because the power that we will receive is being, we can't even get it. It's, it's, the interference is happening so strong because our lives are so cluttered. So we've got to gruel to do the work so that the seed doesn't just go to the, uh, the, the rocky soil. We've got to take inventory and obsess with this. On the retreat, it took me like five hours to just slow down. And I felt like I was in the slowest state of my life. But I wasn't in the slowest state of what I'm going to need in 18 and 19 and 20. Come on, God, haven't we done this retreat thing before? Yeah? Are you trying to go to new atmospheres? People can talk it, but who's trying to walk it? I think that we're going to go. I think God's going to carry us there. I really do. I had this, um, I'm going to kind of, land, if you will, for today. I've had this dream since I was a kid. And um, it, like four times in my life, but it's really stood out. And I never really told anybody about this because it's just, it's just strange. And I remember being suspended in space and like out of control and so space was always something that 
didn't seem inviting, like black sound. I mean, nothing, right? Just and I think this clip in Gravity kind of um, encaptures some of the emotion that our lives can feel and face. And so we showed it at the 10 a.m. They were like, whoa, it's intense. And, and uh, so anyways, there you go. It's intense. Well, we saw the movie in IMAX, and it was even more intense. Come on. It could have been, it could be more intense. You could have been there. Right? But here's the crazy thing. Some of us, we are here. Life has got us spinning and going so fast, and we're suspended in space, and we can't get out. And I feel like when Jesus came in my life, here's what happened. And I think this is the type of access they're talking about as you receive is in this dream, I couldn't move at all. And I was, it was as if I came from nothing. It seemed to be this native place. As if it was like my or original state, if you will. Um, and in this dream, I just couldn't get out. I don't know if you guys have ever known anyone, but I've talked and counseled several people through it that they, they, there's this like a demonic oppression on people when they sleep sometimes and they can't move. And it said, you know, if you say in the name of Jesus, leave, and uh, the presence leaves. And several people that I know personally have experienced that in this dream. I can't move, and maybe many of you have too. And, and, and this dream has kind of came to my mind over my lifetime. And here's what happened with the gospel from it. It's as if Jesus was saying that place that you felt that was nothing, suspended, moving nowhere, um, you couldn't get out. It was now I'm freeing you to explore and go places that you never even knew existed because you're letting me lead you. And so now you're no longer condemned, cast away, afraid or in fear. But now you're loved and accepted and, and, and there's new life. And, and so for every single person here in this mission assignment from Jesus, they're all understanding Jesus is their king first. And so as we talk about space, we're saying, wait, uh-uh, we believe. We believe we can put a man on the moon. We believe, Jesus, we believe him. We believe. But we believe that we don't have to do it by our own might. We simply receive his power. And so it's a posture as we show up in our lives. Have you heard the hashtag, no days off? I think it's a very, very healthy um, movement to our society. In Western civilization, we don't, you know, do a lot of physical labor or put in a lot of hours, if you will. But we do put in a lot of hours, if you will, right? We do. We do. Wow, just pizza, right? And we need Steph Curry's in our life to show up, get us going. Life is better. Britta, it's awesome. And, and here's what you have, this expression. If we aren't careful, we think this no days off thing which some of us need to hear for sure. In this place, there's many of us that might be super lazy and you need a no days off season. But, but it's crazy because if you take that to God, it is so catastrophic, catastrophically wrong and explosively damning. Like it's like a spaceship exploding because now you start to think that God wants you to take no days off. Wait, as if you and me are God as if we get to the end of this thing and we build it and we say, hey, God, look at what we did. He's, God, look at what we did. 
God, look at what we did. You can't hear anything. God, where you at? You come back, you start looking for him. Can't find him. It's almost like, you've seen Toy Story 3 where they hide the toys. Remember the, you know? And they hide them. And it's like, wait, I want to play with my toys. You can't hear God anymore because he's so tucked in a corner of all of our stuff, right? Because I do think this, that you can, you can have the fullness of Jesus Christ. Be saved and set free forever. Oh, his grace is awesome. But doesn't mean you're living a full life every day. So we don't have to be beat up by that. But what we do is we're inspired to say, wait, I'm most fulfilled when God has all of me. And so as they rested, as they waited upon the Lord, because waiting is an action for us. It's an act. It's an action. When we wait, we're not silly. Look at them waiting. Now, if we're waiting being lazy, that's sin. But we're waiting saying, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let my house control me. I'm not going to let this job dictate how I feel because you have to know your identity. I remember one time selling copiers and they had brought in the sales guru. And the guru looks around, and they're probably, he's probably paid five grand for a couple hours. And he, and he goes around, hey, how long have you been here? How long have you been here? How long have you been here? And everyone goes around, five years, two years. And it gets to me, and I go, two years. He goes, lifer. I don't know why he said that to me. And I instantly, it was just so in me. I go, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that. <laughs> and it's just like, everyone looked around. I didn't even know I did. I was like, oh, man, my bad. I kind of sat back in my seat. And I looked around. I was like, man, my bad. And I, when I was like, don't you ever talk to me like that. I'll be faithful here, but I serve God. And I'm not sure that God has me in this space forever. So you slow down, little buddy. Tell me when the kingdom's coming. Tell him to chill out. Because I knew my identity. I want many of us to discover that this year. To adapt that. At this point, it's almost like supplements. They just, they, they enhance your life. They're not going to transform you. I so wish one hour would get me shredded. Oh, I, and I feel like when I work out two, three days in a row, I'm like, yeah, look, babe. It's like, ha, ah. got him. That's us, though, because if we get to the end of the goal list, I'm telling you, we can't miss this one thing. It's not no days off. It's not achieve. It's not ambition. I'm telling you, it's just we believe and we receive. It's not achieve. That's the good news. That really is. It is so awesome. So we create the space and we start to take inventory because we want to receive what God has for us. Are you up for the challenge to declutter your lives a little bit? Up for the challenge to say, I want to create space, get my identity so tight with Jesus this year. I'm going to write down maybe all the relationships I have and start asking the Lord how he wants me to position them. What new people does he want me to go? It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. I mean, it's not easy to go find new land, but, but God did something in my heart. And so I want to now pursue him in a way that means it. So I'm going to take some time and write some space. What's it look like when I hang out with my kids? And you might start something and it's going to be hard. And your kids might be the one reminding you like I find out on my nights. But it's okay because God is with you and he's picking you back up. So don't give up because you already gained it all, which is him. And so you just keep constantly telling truth to yourself. The same gospel that saved you is the same gospel that's changing you. And so you're, just, you're on repeat. It's like that's your favorite favorite song. That Jesus, repeat. That's my favorite song. That's my space. That's my journal. That's my life. That's my thing. Because Jesus demands all of our attention and we are most free when he has all of us in our space. Period. And when we look at our space, I think what we'll find is we have some Plutos in it. You remember growing up thinking Pluto was real? The devil's a liar. 
No, they came out, I remember, a couple years ago. Pluto's not a planet, it's a rock. And then, you know, last year, uh, so they declassified it as a planet, and then they've recently tried to reclassify it as a planet. I remember thinking, geez, we learned that is gospel. It's like nine planets, our galaxy. And as more you get older and you start to believe, you're like, wait, you might be more in faith than we are, you know? It's real. Sometimes though, Jesus thing's a myth. Most of my textbooks needed, you know, that was tricks. It's okay, though, because if you understand the purpose of the information and what it's giving you and how it's training you, even if there is some propaganda, you start to say, oh, I'm leveling up. This is my space. This is my next task because I'm serving the great master enthusiastically. And you start to really start to manage your life differently because your great why is Jesus in the gospel. And so you're okay. And that's what you have through the whole book of Acts. I would say if you read it through the lens of a bunch of Jesus followers that are willing to do anything, you start to pick up so much. Wow. Persecuted, giving, selling. One time there's a bunch of sorcerers that give all of their scrolls up. They burn them all. It was worth like, it's reported like a million dollars. They're just like, I hate this old way of life. We want the Jesus. And they just burned it all. Talk about offering. We dance around it, man. I'm talking about it all. Happens all the time in Acts. It's the action of God. That's the type of space we're talking about, friends. So my time is up. I could spaz out longer. But the whole purpose of all of this is that it, it really is about you and your space. You might not have as much as somebody else. It's okay. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you'll find freedom, you'll find courage, you'll find joy and liberation to activate exploring to discover and just take a snapshot of what is in your life write stuff down don't even try to solve it let God do that first just get it down on paper the things you said you were going to do maybe you don't need to do them anymore just get rid of it put it in the garbage dumpster of the universe just get rid of it I pray that we'll breathe new air as we wait upon the Lord as we be still, be still and know that he is God. I feel souls quieting, and that's a good thing. I think the Lord's just turning things on the right frequency. If you listen to music too loud for too long, you get audio fatigue. That's why sometimes it's not good to record and mix on the same day because you can't hear it correctly. And I think in our lives right now, the Lord has us being still so that we can hear correctly. And it's because he first loved us. God, I pray that you'll seal this today by your Holy Spirit and the power as we walk this journey out these next few weeks and God, that city life will be a place of multiplication, that you take our fishes and our loaves and you take our efforts and you do great works in our jobs, our homes, the city. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.